Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin Reed. Checkout page, front page daily news. Man's best fiend, even dogs, are not safe in the city as a maniac stabs a defenseless pup on 106th Street and 5th Avenue right at the entrance of Central Park. And the uh, maniac is still on the lam. Imagine your dogs are not even safe. The morning show with Sid Rosenberg and Noam Layden was consumed with discussions about what was worse, the eight years of Comrade Bill de Blasio or the two years of Eric Adams. That's how bad it has gotten. And I got to tell you, uh, this mayor, not my mayor, he's the mayor of the illegal aliens, swagger man with no plan. He must be on some kind of hallucinogen, maybe LSD, peyote, PCP, psilocybin because he is like tripping uh two months ago in washington dc he was flexing i am the ceo of the largest corporation in america and my bald head earring wearing swagger is running this city my way yeah yeah my way that's swag yes sir right into the ground Right into the ground. And then yesterday he gets on the stage of a black Baptist church. And he goes on and on about how his job is the second toughest in America. But he's waiting for it to get hard. I meet my mayors across the globe and across the city. And they say, Eric, your job of mayor of the most important city on the globe is the second most difficult and my reply is, when does the hard part start? Notice very tepid laughs. When does the hard part start? You schmuck, you putz. Look at the crime rate. Look at the subways. Look, not even a dog is safe. And then look at you just bringing in more and more illegal aliens, giving unions everything they want, pay raises, getting no givebacks at all. You're destroying the city. When does this job get hot? Hey, you voted for him, ladies and gentlemen. And now all over the city, now there are signs popping up. Don't blame me. I voted for Sliwa. But <laughs> now he knows it's going to be difficult to get reelected. So he's got to hide behind the complexion, which has always been his protection. Listen to this craziness, what he told this black congregation yesterday. You must understand, no matter how much there's an attempt to invalidate the success we're making as a city, it's a coordinated effort that...
people say it took 30 years before we had a mayor of color after David Dinkins. We cannot allow this mayor to do two terms. And we must understand that. What? Where the hell is he getting this from? Who the hell is out there saying, well, we can't let this black mayor run for a second term because he's black. Man, I am telling you, wait, wait till you hear in the next segment how he claims that God had a conversation with him 30 years ago. 30 years ago, this guy is cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. He's crazy. But he's setting it up with his fundraisers. Imagine the hubris. He's already raising money to run for re-election, and he is destroying this city. And the conversation this morning of the morning show with Sid was who is a worse mayor? Bill de Blasio for eight years or Eric Adams, who hasn't even completed two years. And then he's got his sickle fans, toadies and lackeys like Arthur Idala, who's got his uh, lips sealed to Eric Adams, took us like he did with Bill de Blasio. Except he comes on with Sid Rosenberg and every time he's asked about a legal issue. He just pops into my lane, right? He talks about how safe the subways are. Now, wait, I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now be be objective, because I'm, I'm a subway rider. I find things are pretty good down there these days. <laughs> Can I hear that one more time? Because I want Idala to get props at City Hall for being the number one sickle fan and toady and lackey of Eric Adams. He actually thinks it's safe in the subway. Now, wait, I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now be be objective, because I'm, I'm a subway rider. I find things are pretty good down there these days. <laughs> what a what a what a schmendrick! What a pisser! What a gavon! Look at these cases back to back. Yesterday, as I was coming to WABC, because you know WABC, the acronym always broadcasting, Curtis. I stopped, talked to the cops. I asked them, what's up with the dog that got killed at Central Park on 106th and 5th? Do they have a suspect? They said, no, Curtis, we got enough problems on our hands with humans getting attacked. And then they told me how three women had been slashed uh, on the uh, first two over at 86th and Lexington uh, on the number four train heading downtown. The third over at the Brooklyn Bridge station of the uh, number four train slashed. They think it might be the same uh, suspect. Uh, Joan Hamburg, uh, who lives up at 86 and Lex, we discussed this before, is terrified to go outside. Her, her, her kids tell her, don't go out at night, Joan. It, it's a horror. The Upper East Side is starting to look like the alphabet jungle of the Lower East Side. The crime is comparable. And where's the swagger man with no plan? Where was he? He was at Juneteenth celebrations that nobody even knows about. Bill O'Reilly spent like five minutes talking about Juneteenth. Nobody knows that. Nobody. Yeah. Stop a hundred black men and a hundred black women and ask them, you know what Juneteenth is? No. Such a ridiculous holiday. The holiday should be the Emancipation of Proclamation signed and spoken of by Abraham Lincoln, president, founder of the Republican Party, the Republican Party freed the slaves on January 1st, 1863. O'Reilly, it was not Juneteenth. By the time the Union troops 
got to Galveston in Texas. I don't know where O'Reilly got that from. You see, they didn't want to do, Biden didn't want to acknowledge Abraham Lincoln because he would have to acknowledge that the Republican Party was the party that fought against slavery, whose men died in battle to end slavery, and that it was the Democratic Party that supported the great coats who wanted to continue on with slavery, so they had to pick Juneteenth. That not even black people know about. And then when Lou, my enemy of all enemies, board operator, was said in the morning, comes to this conclusion, then you know this city is falling into the abyss. Hit it, Lou. It's been 10 years of horror. It's horrible. Eight years under de Blasio, almost two years of Adams, 10 years of horror. Can you imagine? My mayor was fine. Imagine this man. Instead of these two, we could have Lee Zeldin and Curtis I know. running I New know. York. Can you imagine that? That would have been unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, know. I thought of that. Like, God. how great would that be? Not it, it, Lee Zeldin and, and Curtis. Curtis. That's what, get what you want. That is my enemy here, Lou, saying that because he's come to that conclusion. And he's right. You voted for Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. And you voted for Eric Adams, and now you have to suffer. You could have had Lee Zeldin, a law and order governor. You could have had Curtis Lee or yours truly, a law and order mayor. You chose them. Now you will flee in fright. The continued exodus out of this city and state is massive. And you moan and groan. But now, now you must suffer. There are consequences for your actions, ladies and gentlemen. You had the law and order, Lee Zeldin, no doubt about it. I campaigned for him vigorously. And you had me for mayor. But you said, oh, no, we want to elect a house mouse, a guy who never left the precinct, Eric Adams, a guy who was out there painting Black Lives Matter in the streets when there was looting and shooting every day with comrade Bill de Blasio. And you wanted to forget that. Now you got what you voted for. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Padre Fili. Spiritus When all else fails, politicians throughout the decades have hidden behind God. Whoever their version of God is, could be JC, could be Hashem, doesn't matter. But Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, he's not our mayor because, remember, he gives us the bill for all the expenses, and then there are the kickbacks to friends of Eric Adams for the ancillary services. And basically, he said, you don't understand. This is divinely driven. God has deemed me at this time to be the mayor of the city of New York. And over this past year, it has gotten worse and worse and worse as he is steeped into this belief that he is somehow a prophet of God. In fact, a year ago, 
he might as well have been talking about a song by Ariana Grande in which she said that God is really a woman. This is a moment where leadership matters. Uh, I think the creator knew we were going to have a difficult time, so uh, she made sure I was mayor at this time. And maybe people just assumed that he was joking. Okay, I get it. Everybody likes to crack a joke or two. He just happens not to be funny. But we could see in just listening to his many speeches and presentations that he was falling deeper and deeper into the vat of religiosity. Whenever a problem would come up, he would tell us, have no fear, God chose me to be here and not Curtis Lewa. See, Curtis Lewa didn't have a pipeline to God. I did. I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here. Because in all my heart, I believe that it's an Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. Esther, the 4 and 14 moment. He's citing scripture at that point. That's just a few months ago. And I would say, since I deal with a lot of schizophrenic people in the subways, in the streets, in the parks, that's my forte. Everybody knows that. That one of the five levels of schizophrenia is that you think that God is talking to you. You really do. That he's commanding you to do certain things. Bush 43 said that God commanded him to invade Iraq. To put down Saddam Hussein and find the weapons of mass destruction. How did that work out? Ted Cruz said that he was commanded by God when he was sitting in a vestibule in a... Southern Baptist Church in the fourth ward of Houston with his uh, wife and his father, who is a pastor himself. God commanded him to run for the presidency to save America in 2016. But I guess uh, Donald Trump answered that call. But I, I could never figure it out, Lou. Uh, in all the time that I ran for mayor first in the Republican primary and crushed Fernando Mateo, who was the Bill de Blasio, Republican, and now the Eric Adams, Republican. I, I mean, God never answered my call. And then when I was in the general election, and it was already determined that Eric Adams was the mayor, even though we had an election to go through, God never seemed to answer my call. And now I know why. On that same stage yesterday of the Black Baptist Church on Father's Day, Reverend Eric Adams with a lot of religiosity, not his normal swagger, told us the real story as he embellished this story now for the umpteenth time. That in fact, he was commanded by God. 30 years ago, as a member of the police department, he was in his bed, hopefully by himself, sleeping. And then the command came. 30-something years ago, I woke up in my sleep, out of my sleep in a cold sweat. God spoke to my heart and said, you are going to be the mayor January 1st, 2022. 
And the message was clear. God stated, you cannot be silent. You must tell everyone you know. Because it's the Judges 7, verse 2 through 7 moment. Because when you win the battle, I don't want you to think that you won on your own. And I don't want people to think that you won because of you who you are. Was he citing Aaron Judge? Because remember, Louis said he had an Aaron Judge uh, year last year. Man, this guy is like, really, Sicola. He's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I want to hear that one more time, Lou, because you are experienced in this field, and I'll tell you momentarily why. When you listen to this raving lunatic, while the city is falling apart, while illegal aliens are welcomed in, and others are pushed out who were birthed here in America, especially African Americans, some who served in our military, are kicked to the curb to make room for illegal aliens. And now we know why, because 30 years ago, Eric Adams was woke. Yeah, woke. <laughs> in his sleep, in a cold sweat. Which normally means you've been using shrooms. Come on. Lou, you know, used to hang out with the band, right? Upstate, the mid-Hudson Valley. They did shrooms, LSD, peyote, PCP, psilocybin. That's one of the side effects. You schwitz a lot. Or maybe he's just suffering the fifth level of schizophrenia, like so many of our fellow Americans who are left out into the subways, the streets. And the parks. 30-something years ago, I woke up in my sleep, out of my sleep in a cold sweat. God spoke to my heart and said, you are going to be the mayor January 1st, 2022. And the message was clear. God stated, you cannot be silent. You must tell everyone you know. Because it said Judges 7, verse two through seven moment because when you win the battle I don't want you to think that you won on your own and I don't want people to think that you won because of you who you are what battle did you win if anything we're losing this battle against crime the city is empty people are fleeing Eric Adams are you so delusional that you think that this is what God wanted for New York City. Are you, are you that hopelessly in a drug-induced psychotic? What hallucinogens is this guy using? Really, I want him drug tested after that statement yesterday. And did the mainstream media pick up on that? Of course not. Of course not. They're protecting him like they protect Joe Biden and Fetterman. Did you see Biden and Fetterman on the weekend in Philly? <laughs> I need to hear that one more time. I need to feel the spirit, Lou, to somehow, way, God has not touched this white boy and he has chosen that Euro-Asiatic black man to lead us to the promised land. Thirty-something years ago, I woke up in my out of my sleep in a cold sweat. God spoke to my heart and said, you are going to be the mayor January 1st, 2022. And the message was clear. God stated, 
You cannot be silent. You must tell everyone you know. Because it's a Judges 7, verse 2 through 7 moment. Because when you win the battle, I don't want you to think that you won on your own. And I don't want people to think that you won because of you who you are. (sighs) I was snubbed by God, and I must have been. Because right here in the house of Sliwa, where WABC stands for Always Broadcasting, Curtis, there is the show on Sunday mornings that follows me after I do six hours to the break of dawn, 12 to 6. It's the Rev and the Rabbi. Rabbi Joe Potasnik and Reverend A.R. Bernard, who never once interviewed me during the campaign, they were kissing the tuchus of Eric Adams. They had their lips sealed on his cheeks. And I'm not talking his facial cheeks, his uh, ass cheeks. And then remember, they had a gathering recently at the Sheen Center downtown. And it must have been the Charlie Sheen Center, not Bishop Sheen, because I don't know if they were smoking meth. Because in the middle of giving a softball interview to Eric Adams with all these problems, Rabbi Joe and A.R. Bernard were rotating both back and forth to see who could be more of a sickle fan. All of a sudden, there were demonstrators up in the crowd who were like uh, causing chaos. I want you to listen to what Rabbi Joe said at the end of that. Why don't the, team we... will, the team will handle it. Don't let them disrupt it. Where's... Yeah, that 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 door that door is an exit. That door is an exit. Feel free to use that. Where's um? Where's Curtis Sliwa when you need him? Yeah, where's Curtis Sliwa? I wasn't invited. And in fact, notice it was the mayor who said my team will handle it. It didn't. And then A.R. Bernard was telling the demonstrators, and we're demonstrating for the right reasons against the mayor, hey, there's the side door. And Rabbi Joe finally said, where's Curtis Sliwa when you need it? Well, guess what, guys? You didn't invite me to the Charlie Sheen Center, where everybody must have been smoking meth. And then who came rushing up on the stage but Congressman Peter King, who must have been uh, half in the bag, Knocking back Jameson because he came running up to protect the mayor. Cloaked himself over the mayor as an Eric Adams uh, Republican. And he must have thought, Lou, that he was uh, Jerry Adams of uh, the IRA. Confusing the two. I ask all of them, now, now with the city in chaos, with a front page headline, Man's Best Fiend. In the New York Post, even dogs are not safe in the city as a maniac stabs defenseless pup. As crime after crime continues in the subways, and sycophants like Rabbi Joe and Reverend A.R. Bernard and Congressman Peter King and, yes, Arthur Idala continue to say that the subway is getting safer. I, I want to hear that because he must be on a hallucinogen. Now, wait, I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now be, be objective, because I'm, I'm a subway rider. I find things are pretty good down there these days. <laughs> and he could say that with a straight face. 
all four of these guys are the definition when you open up the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of Ass Kisser. They have the four pictures. Rabbi Joe Potasny, Reverend A.R. Bernard, Congressman Peter King, and Arthur Idala, who actually think things are getting better here in the city. <laughs> Let's do a drug test of these guys. What do you think it is? Well, hey, Lou, you're an expert on this with the band. You think it's the LSD, peyote, PCB, psilocybins? Think it's shrooms, hallucinogens, or maybe it's just that they're just sycophants, toadies, and lackeys. And that they're going to defend this guy, even in an argument with Sid this morning between Sid and Noam Layden. The argument was, who is a worse mayor, Bill de Blasio or Eric Adams? That's how bad things have gotten in the city of New York. Talking about this is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. You know, I don't know about Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. In about the four o'clock hour yesterday, uh, I, well, actually today in the morning, I heard the most sycophantic interview I've ever heard, and that's saying a lot, of uh, former Udiscraziata, Governor McGreedy, who had to leave because of greed not because he was a gay American, as he stated. So it's been stated that he wants to replace Fulop in Jersey City, who's going to run for governor against, uh, should be Jack Citarelli. I'm going with Jack Citarelli. He barely lost over my dead body, Fulop. But anyway, the interview with uh, Frank Morano was with Jim McGreedy. And I mean, you would have thought that Frank was a groupie. Listen, listen to this. It is so sycophantic. It's fortuitous that uh, I'm speaking to you today because you have been all over the news uh, for the last 72 hours. More than that, but especially the last 72 hours. National news outlets, local news outlets, everybody is talking about the fact that there's a potential that you may be making some sort of a political comeback. Who? Who's everybody talking about this? Now, wait a second. He hasn't even finished the sycophantic introduction in question. Wait, that, I had to bifurcate it. He continued. And a lot of people, including the mayor of Union, Brian Stack, are trying to get you to run. Governor, let us uh, let us in on your thinking on this process. Are, are you going to be making a political comeback? Frank, who's a lot of people? Do you even know Brian P. Stack? First of all, you say Brian Stack, he corrects you. The un- the mayor of Union City used to be a freeloader of the corrupt Hudson County, also serves as state senator. In fact, he could have been in Philadelphia with Joe Biden and Fetterman on, on Saturday. Because this guy, Brian P. Stack, has fallen down. On the city hall steps of Union City so many times he's broken his ribs. He's fallen down more times than Joe Biden. 
And he asked Franco, oh, Brian Stack. You couldn't pick him out of a lineup. All these people want you to run. Run, Jim McGreedy, run. Oh, my God. Was he lip-locking with Jim McGreedy or what? Oh, God. And then it's finally after like a two-minute introduction and question all wrapped into one. Jim McGreedy, because that's what he was, greedy, had this to say. If I do this, this would be the last act. It's sort of like a coming home, and it's it's something that I'm I'm seriously considering. You're seriously considering it, uh, Jim McGreedy? Let me tell you something. I will dedicate my life in New Jersey in the corrupt Democratic county, most corrupt Democratic county in the nation, run by the most crooked U.S. senator up on the hill, and that's saying a lot, Bobby Menendez. I will dedicate my life to making sure Steve Fulop does not become the next governor over my dead body, but I will double down and make sure you don't become the next mayor of Jersey City. What hubris, what chutzpah, and with supporters like Frank Morano's sycophantic questions. And no doubt our own uh, news director, Noam Layden, probably was in the hot tub since he lives next to Steve Fulop. I can imagine all three of them scrub-a-dub-dub in the hot tub. Oh, my God. And then, of course, uh, there was uh, Sid talking about who else, who uh, congressman. (laughs) Oh, God, this guy. Man, you do not want this guy supporting you at all. Listen, listen up. Peter King just sent me a picture of him, some uh, lady, cute, and a guy. And he said, I'm strongly supporting Anna Doofus. Can't be her name. Come on. No, Delphus. Delphus. Anna Doofus. What did you say about not knowing what you were talking yeah. about? <laughs> you Peter King loves Anna Doofus. You know, if Peter King wants to support any candidate out there, please tell him, spare me. He supported George Santos, the drag queen, who ended up becoming the congressman who is a stain on the soul of the Republican Party. He supported this uh, guy, the flasher there in Babylon, Kevin Sabella Sr., Republican. Ten days in a row flashed a woman, and he won't get off the ballot. He supported him. And now he's supporting the candidate who has no shot against my candidate, Eric Kagan, who will take on Justin Brannon in a heavyweight battle. Please, in the future, tell Peter King, spare me. You've got to lose this touch. Uh, I'd prefer the endorsement of Curtis Sliwa.